Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you're listening to the podcast, good whatever fucking adjective comes after. Welcome back to episode number 23 of the Hostile Environment Podcast. I hope everybody has been enjoying the weather because it has, it has been fucking fantastic. It's... Um, it's it's clearly fucking beer and patio on on a you know at a bar season. Unfortunately, we can't fucking do that. Although it's funny because Las Vegas is now doing no masks, no distancing, no nothing anymore. They're fully open, casinos, everything. Florida's fully open. Had a Super Bowl, had a WrestleMania, uh, had uh, UFCs, had other sporting events. Uh, Texas is fully open, no mask mandate, and so somehow. We still can't get haircuts. We can't even fucking... Ugh, can you fucking believe this shit? I mean, how, we're, what, 14 months in now? We're still dealing with this fucking horse shit? You know, at uh, at some point, you know, something's got to happen. Something's got to change here. Uh, speaking of... I'll, I'll segue into... I wasn't going to bring this up now, but I'll bring it up now just because I'm already talking about it. Um, have you guys done the fucking curbside pickup yet at, at, a, at a Home Depot or a Walmart or any of this shit? I got to tell you, I just did it for the second time. And I'm not fucking doing it ever again. This is by far the worst experience I've ever had any any fucking part of whatsoever. Uh, I literally, the first time was I was buying one of those outdoor fireplaces and a couple of bags of wood until I could find a really good wood supplier, which I finally did. So that was nice. Um, and I, I did the curbside thing at Lowe's. They sent me the email. Uh, they tell you that your order is ready. It's been picked. Come and get it. When you get to Lowe's, you call the number. There's a fat lady outside with a clipboard. Uh, you give her your number, she tells the fucking jerk off in the back to bring your order out to your car or whatever spot you're parked in. I waited in that fucking parking spot at Lowe's for almost an hour. There was only about four or five other cars in there. Keep in mind, you can't go in the store. So everyone who's in that store is doing, I don't fucking know what. It must be like a uh, a game of hide-and-go-seek naked or something because whoever's in there, and I saw many employees walking in and out, I don't know what the fuck they're doing in there if there's no customers. But I waited for 45 minutes. The guy came out with the fucking cart with my uh, with my my fireplace and my two bags of wood. And all I simply asked him, I was like, "What took so long?" And he said, "Oh, we couldn't find your order." I don't. What do you mean? How, like, how can you not find something that you told me was ready for pickup, and then put it in a in a certain place, whether it be by number or by letter of last name or by date of pickup? But how can you not find something? I I. And, and so that was my first experience. I let it go because I was like, you know what? It, it is what it is. And then the other day I was at work um, and I had to get a few things. I knew the weekend was going to be gorgeous and I really wanted to play badminton with my, my youngest one. Um, we used to have a badminton set at our old place, but it got destroyed. So I wanted a badminton set. We needed a couple of iPhone phone chargers because for some reason you cannot go into a store and buy an iPhone phone charger because somehow they're not essential. I don't understand that whatsoever. Because most people live off your phones now, whether it be your alarm clock or your notes or your work schedule or or waiting for a phone call from a boss. So if you can't charge your phone, how is that not essential? So you can't even go into Walmart. So anyway, I, I had to buy two of those, one for my kid because our rabbit ate hers and she stole mine. Anyways, long story. I needed two chargers, a badminton set, and I needed a, a coupling from my hose to connect uh, two garden hoses together to make one giant hose. So it's like a little piece um, because our outside water things uh, need some soldering. So until I can get that fixed, I need to connect my hoses. So altogether, it was like $104. Um, 
That was on uh, la that was last Saturday that I placed that order, knowing that this coming weekend was going to be gorgeous. So it's been six days before I even got an email. The first email I got was a refund saying that they were sold out of phone chargers and that the rest of my order was being picked. So they didn't. So now I'm down to three items out of the four. Um, then I find out that the the hose coupling that I wanted, they don't actually sell at Walmart. Uh, someone is shipping it into the Walmart, and they will contact me when it comes in uh, on or about June 1st. So that's awesome. So so much for watering my lawn uh, the easy way, right? Um, and then the, um, was it, the badminton set is just kind of up in the air, and the phone charger is sitting there. So uh, they emailed me the other day, uh, your, ready, your order is ready, but just the phone charger. The other one, obviously, they refund back. Nowhere on the badminton set, and the uh, the coupling thing is coming in uh, three to four fucking, or sorry, uh, two, two, one or two weeks, whatever, by June first. Uh, funny enough, I went to the garden center with my wife the other day. Um, we were buying a whole bunch of vegetables and all this stuff to do a vegetable garden, and they actually had the piece we needed right there on site, and I bought it for eight bucks. So I guess I'll just return the other one when it finally does come in. I don't know. And uh, another beautiful segue, and by beautiful, I mean extremely frustrating, is I bring up the garden center that I was at with my lovely wife the other day, um, which, by the way, Vandermeer Nurseries, it was like a 40-minute wait just to get in. Um, yeah, awful, awful wait, but yeah, whatever. Everyone's waiting for everything. It's, uh, it is what it is. Anyways, um, we, we're coming out of the, the, the Vandermeer Nurseries, and we had noticed that some lovely individual had sideswiped my car, and uh, so it's it's not serious, um, but um, you know, it's someone definitely hit my car. Whether it just be it was basically a scrape, so there's no dents. It's more of a scrape by, but it's deep enough that the paint is messed up, obviously. Um, and it must have been a rather large vehicle, so I'm going to go SUV or truck because they also nicked my mirror. So I'm going to assume that I'm automatically in for a thousand bucks. Um, I'm getting estimates right now. I'm not going to go through insurance because that just makes no sense. Um, but I got to tell you, as much as I love my my car, um, it has been a disaster nightmare since the first day I got it. From the day I bought it and didn't tell my wife to and got and it got delivered here when I slept on the couch for almost a week, to uh, the the six thousand dollar estimate at the other BMW dealership, which ended up only being fifteen hundred. Um, but I, not even paying fifteen hundred when I've only driven it for fuck, for three thousand kilometers. And now I've been sideswiped. Like I, I don't know. I, I think this car's cursed. I, I think maybe it has to do with the fact that I didn't tell my wife I was buying it, and and I think maybe God must be a woman because somehow I'm being just absolutely annihilated on my pocketbook from this car. So um, that's another, you know, another uh, tip of the cap to the old uh, the lady upstairs who uh, seems to be wanting me messing with me. So there's that. Um, now off of something, let's go do a little something happier. Um, we are on episode 23. Um, we are going to end season one of the Hostile Environment podcast on episode number 25. So 25 will be the end of season one. Um, it won't really mean anything other than the fact that when you download or subscribe and it says, you know, the Hostile Environment podcast with my awesome logo, it'll just say season two instead of season one. Um, so it really has no effect on you guys, but the, the, the effect that it does have, which is why I'm bringing it up, is uh, 25 is a landmark episode. So that being said, what would you like? Um, uh, I, I actually asked you guys about this episode that I'm doing right now, and I got a couple of responses via the email and one on Facebook. 
Um, so um, today's going to be fan questions. So I asked you guys if it was too soon, and I guess clearly it wasn't because you guys wrote in and asked me to do another one. So that's what I'm doing. And I'm also going to put it out there again, um, and I'll, I'll post it just to remind you guys to actually um, throw an answer out. What kind of 25th anniversary show would you like me to do? Uh, the, the options I'm going to give you are I can do a super tone episode, which, by the way, um, it's kind of a spoiler alert, uh, but I'll give you a heads up. If I do do this tone story, it is um, it could be somewhat offensive. So um, it's going to come with a disclaimer. Um, so I know by me saying that, it's kind of like giving you a breadcrumb. But keep in mind, all the stories that I'm going to be doing are going to be quality. It's just a matter of which ones I do first. So I could do a tone story for you. Um, I can do a uh, another Neil and Lisa like uh, sort of episode that I did, where I have another just amazingly crazy story about something we did to someone's house um, over a short period of time, which um, we'll just go with. I'll, I'll throw you the title out there. His name was Native Dave. So your options so far are another tone episode, uh, a Native Dave episode. Or I can do a, uh, a couple of stories from my, my jail guard years. Um, so uh, it's up to you guys. I can go any way. I'm good with it either way. Whatever makes you guys laugh, whatever you guys want, that's what I'm here for. So don't forget, I'm going to give you the links to where you can answer my questions in a couple of minutes. And then uh, we'll go from there. So there, that is another thing off the board of things to get to. Uh, the next thing to get to is, um, in case you haven't seen... I found a website and a distributor that has all of my links to my podcast on in one general link that I sent out. I don't know if you guys have clicked on it, but I'm going to keep sending it out. So um, please feel free to click on it. Uh, if you do click on it, it drags you to a site that has my Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify links. So all you have to do is literally press the two buttons, the link button, and then whatever platform you want to listen to my podcast on, they're all there. Nice, crazy, simple, easy to listen to. Um, you'll also notice my beautiful logo, and you will also notice that there is another link up there called Patreon. For those of you who don't know, Patreon is a, um, they call it a buy me a coffee service. So basically, for a small business like mine, and I don't even know if I can call this a business, but this venture that I'm on anyways, um, you, you, you open up a Patreon account, and you ask people for basically coffee money. So a buck here, a buck there, five bucks here, two bucks there. Anything counts because, I mean, this isn't an expensive endeavor by any means. So if I don't ever make any money off this, it's really no harm, no foul. I really did this out of out of necessity because I needed something to do to stop drinking, which didn't help, by the way. But anyways, that is what it is. So basically, Patreon is, like I said, you, 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 you donate a buck, you donate two bucks. I mean, you know, nothing major, but just, just to show me some love, uh, to show anyone some love. But me especially, since that's what we're talking about right now. So, um, you know, if you can, you know, feel free. I know times are tough. That's why I'm not really asking you. I have to open up a Patreon account for another business venture that I'm kind of use, I'm using for this podcast. Um, without a Patreon account, they won't even look at you. So I had to open one up and I had to send it out to you guys. So um, if you got a couple extra bucks and you like what I'm doing and you want me to keep doing it, um, then please feel free to donate a couple bucks. But if you don't, I totally get it. But I would appreciate it. And I will do something. I have a couple of things in mind where I'm going to give away presents to people who donate to me on Patreon. Um, I was thinking of hostile environment, um, COVID masks, but that's kind of sucks because then you're like, 
how much longer can COVID last? So I, I don't know. It's, it's a thought, but I, I have some wheels in motion. Anyways, Patreon is there. My link is there. I have been getting good feedback from the people that have clicked on that link. They all said the same thing. So much easier to listen to your podcast. And I know that because I can send my podcast out on Twitter or Facebook or to you know total strangers because I'm in all these different groups, podcast groups and such. And it's much easier for people to just click on that button and click on your episode than it is to download the Spotify app or download the Apple app, find and uh, subscribe to my podcast, download my podcast, listen to my podcast, rate my podcast. So um, I do like this new thing. And I want to thank you for everyone who had the, the time to write in and say this is a much easier platform. Thank you. Da, 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 da. So thank you to those people. You know who you are because you were the ones who wrote in. Okay, let's do a couple of quick just what happened in the last couple of days, and then I'll get into the fan questions. This isn't going to be a long episode today. I have a ton of shit on my plate, including trying to find out uh, car quotes for the, the BMW. Uh, i got to cook dinner for my lovely children. I have to take my daughter uh, to something in a bit. Uh, so I have a bunch of shit on my plate. So unfortunately, this isn't going to be one of my longer episodes, but let's get to it. Um, for any of you or all of you, because everyone loves wrestling, well, I love wrestling. I used to love wrestling. Whatever. It is what it is. Um, there's a wrestler who just died at 50 year, 58 years old the other day. His name was New Jack. Uh, he was in ECW, Extreme Championship Wrestling. Uh, I know most of you, if not 99% of you, won't give a, a shit about, what I'm, uh, about a wrestler dying because it happens all the time. But this guy was extra special. He was, he was by far the most uh, intimidating... Uh, scary wrestler I've ever seen live. Um, I was scared to see this guy in person. He was insane. Um, they did a, a, a TV show on him called Dark Side of the Ring. So his name is New Jack. I recommend you watch this episode because you will not believe this guy actually existed and was not in prison for his entire life. Uh, he was a huge cocaine addict. He, he basically said whenever he wrestled, he had done a, a boatload of cocaine before even wrestling. So he was already dangerous because he was hopped up on drugs. Uh, he was an ex-bounty hunter before he became a professional wrestler, so you knew he already had a screw loose because you have to have a fucking something wrong with you if you're a bounty hunter because that is one insanely dangerous job. And I'm not talking about Dog the Bounty Hunter and his long mullet with his goofy earrings and all that shit. I'm talking about one dude driving around in a truck with whatever weapons he had at the time, um, just dragging guys out of trailer parks and stuff like that. I mean, this guy was a one-man wrecking crew, so that's where he was before he was a wrestler. Uh, when he became a wrestler, he was one of the first um, outspoken African-American wrestlers. So by outspoken, I mean, if you were an African-American wrestler in the 70s, 80s, 90s, you just kind of did your thing. You know, you, you were glad you were making money, you were making good money, hopefully, uh, but you, there was still a lot of Let's face it, there was a lot of racism in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Um, and, and most African-American wrestlers were just happy to be mostly uh, fan favorites and make their money and, and enjoy their, their, their career and their livelihood. Um, this guy took it a different route. He was the antagonist of all antagonists. He would go into the, the, the backwoods of like Kentuckys or, or um, uh, Georgias and, and shit like that where, where the Klan was prevalent or racism was rampant and he would poke fun at the white people and, and get them to hate him to the point where um, he, he was getting like death threats to the point where they were waiting outside for him after the show to kill him. Uh, they were calling him the N-word um, and you know even kids were calling him the N-word uh, right to his face. Um, he was insane. Uh, he, he, let's just go over a few of the things that he did. 
to make himself what he what he was. Um, he he be, in 1996 he wrestled a guy he didn't know uh, who was a big fat guy, um, and he ended up using what's called the blade, which the wrestlers used to cut their heads open to bleed to make it look better for TV. Well, he took this blade and he cut the other guy's head so badly that he severed two arteries. And the guy's head, I've never seen so much blood in the ring. It was like a fountain. It was pouring out. It was literally pouring out. Uh, it turned out after that the kid was only 17 and he'd lied about his age. So not only did he almost die in the ring at 17 and lie about his age doing it, but he also got in the ring with one of the guys that was known to be one of the most dangerous professional wrestlers in the world and in, in, in possibly ever, if not ever. So that was one thing. Uh, the second thing, he literally, and the videos on the internet, this happened, he literally stabbed a guy, I want to say it was 11 times, in the ring. Stabbed him. So he had, a, a, a again, another like, weapon in his, in his, in his, on his person so that he could cut himself during the match to make it, you know, make it look better for, I don't even think it was TV. It was just some random bingo hall or something. Um, the, the wrestler that he was wrestling did something. I think he punched him in the nose or something like that. Did, did whatever he did justified him getting stabbed 11 times so you can write that you can go on youtube put in new jack stabbing um well if you just go on youtube and put a new jack you'll see everything but you'll definitely see the stabbing so that guy almost died uh there was another match where he beat an old man uh, he was wrestling a guy who was like in his 60s he beat him so badly with several weapons again in like a bingo hall or a corner store or some little dinky like something but he beat an old man almost to death in front of live in front of a live audience, um, and then the, the, one of the other things he did, which was incredible, was they were having something called a scaffold match where there was a scaffold, you know, the things you use to wash windows and such, or do drywall really high up. Well, this was like sixty feet in the air, and he threw a guy off the scaffold and tried to throw him on onto the onto the um, onto the ring uh, onto the ground. He tried to kill him. He admitted that he tried to kill him. And he overthrew him, and somehow the guy landed safely. Well, not safely. He still uh, punctured along and ruptured spleen and all kinds of other shit. But he tried to kill a guy, and he admitted that he tried to kill the guy. So this is a guy that was actually being paid to wrestle, and he was on TV and stuff. So this guy really died. I was saying really lived and really did this. So he just died at 58 years old. His name was New Jack. Um, one of his famous quotes that he did during an interview was just after the O.J. Simpson uh, murder before the trial ended. He said something along the lines of, uh, good for you, OJ, you know, keep up the good work, uh, more of us and less of the white people. So uh, he was very controversial, to say the least. Anyways, 58 years old, that guy dies. Um, crazy, crazy shit. A couple more quick things. I find it very interesting that I watched the uh, Saturday Night Live episode with Elon Musk, which was better than I thought it was going to be, but still pretty bad. He has no acting skills whatsoever, but I mean, that's not why they got him there. They got him there because he's uber rich and he's insane. So I watched the episode and I, th I was like, eh, you know, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Uh, then I read that uh, after that episode aired, since that episode was aired, sorry, uh, Elon Musk has lost $20 million. So uh, clearly someone didn't agree with his performance. Uh, the reasons that I've seen that he lost that $20 million is... Um, the stock of Tesla went down 15% since that appearance. Um, he brought up Bitcoin and something called Dogecoin um, in several times during the episode, which apparently contributed to their value also going down. I think since then, Bitcoin has gone back up, but Dogecoin has gone down. Now, um, upon just like 
just putting these words into the old Google machine there and seeing what they really are because I'd never heard of Dogecoin before, whatever it is. Um, but I, I just read that apparently this was made out of a joke. Some some random dude made Dogecoin. It was supposed to be a joke currency, and somehow now it's real and it's worth like forty million dollars, and he's worth like fifty million dollars. Look, I'm, not, I'm I've already brought this up before. I don't understand Bitcoin. I don't understand this fucking cryptocurrency. I know there's a guy named Brandon on this, uh, one of my buddies, Brandon, who's listening to this podcast probably. Apparently, he's into this shit, so maybe he can explain it to me because I don't fucking get it. It's it's internet money, but it doesn't exist. I I, I don't fucking know, but I, I can't see how this is going to be a thing. It, eventually, I think it's going to go away. I, I, I don't... Anyways, I'm very confused by the whole thing, but the funny thing is I get confused by so many things that, um, you know, this isn't all that shocking. So um, there's that. Um, and then Tesla also announced after this appearance and after all that uh, Bitcoin went down in stock, that Tesla announced that they will no longer accept Bitcoin to purchase their vehicles anymore, which again is disgusting because Elon Musk bought all that money in Bitcoin and then you can use his stock or his Bitcoin to buy his vehicles, thus driving up the price of the Tesla, thus driving up the price of Bitcoin, thus putting more money in Elon Musk's pocket. So how was that fair? I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's called manipulating the market, right? That is, that, I'm pretty sure that's illegal or, or some sort of, maybe not illegal, but it's at least wrong, right? I, I mean, again, if someone wants to explain this to me, feel, can feel free. I'm very, I'm very confused by this. I mean, Elon Musk is still worth $145.5 billion dollars which makes him the third richest guy in the world still to this day. And that's not including, I don't think, like Saudi princes and people like that because no one really knows how much money those guys had because they'll never say. Hmm. So there you go. Brandon, feel free to uh, explain Bitcoin to your old buddy Jay over a beer sometime. All right, let's do the fan questions. And I think I have about nine or ten questions that I'm going to do. Um, oh, before I get to that, though, I got to do the plugs because you know what? That's how I make my nut, right? Um, so here we go. On Twitter, find me at podcast underscore hostile. And I have, I'm up to 160 followers now, whereas a month ago I was at like 112. So I, uh, this shit does work. So I know you guys don't always enjoy it because you hear me rant, blah, 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 the social media, blah, blah. I, I get it, trust me. I'm not, I don't like saying it, uh, but it is working. Um, on Instagram, I am at host.enviro.pod. On Facebook, I am jcowl. At TikTok, where I make all these goofy videos, I still haven't been in one. Kept my word there. At the hostile environment pod, the email is j.hostile.environment at gmail.com. Don't forget, I'm on all the major platforms. I'm on Apple, I'm on Spotify, I'm on Google, and I'm on Amazon. So click that link, which is called Linktree, that I'll send you guys. Listen to any episode you want. Remember, we're on 23, so if you haven't heard one, please feel free. Go back, check the archives, and enjoy. Now, a couple of fan questions, shall we? Um, and I didn't write them down in any particular order, so I'm just going to fire them out. Uh, Mary asks me, um, how do you come up with the titles of your episodes? Where do you get them? They are hilarious. Sometimes they might be pushing the boundaries. Okay, Mary, thank you for writing in. Uh, where do I get my titles? Um, the majority of the time, I take a blurb from the episode and I use it as the title. So the one uh, episode number 22 that I just did, it was called uh, a soft vibrating mouth something or other. Um, I took that from one of my stories. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Elmo turns me on. I took that from one of the stories that was on that episode. And yes, some of the titles 
do push the boundaries for sure. Um, I heard that when I did anus picker, anus pickles and Hitler. Someone actually said that to me. It was like, ooh, I don't know about Hitler. Well, I mean, it's not like any, if you listen to the episode, it's not like I'm saying Hitler was a great guy and I wanted him over to, you know, have a beer in my garage with me. Uh, so, um, you know what? The thing about the titles of the episodes is I've got to get clicks. So if I have a crazy ass title and I put it on social media and some random Joe Blow that uh, is, is just going by my site or my my my, my feed or, or my tweet or my Facebook post, whatever that's called. Um, if you see a, a title that says something like, uh, you know, vibrating vagina, you know, you're like, what the hell? You, they might click on it and listen to it just for that. So the title's got to grab you. That's one of the things I did my research. And they said, you know, the intro and the outro were very important of, of, of a podcast, the music um, and the titles. So if you guys have been listening since episode one, and most of you have, you'll notice a progression from my intro and outro music. Um, the first few episodes I had, it sounded kind of tin canny. Um, well, that was because I was stealing the music and, uh, you couldn't exactly get the good quality version because I wasn't sure how far I was going to go with this podcast, but because of the success I've had, which by the way, I'm at almost 2,500 downloads now. Um, it, it kind of told me that I'm doing something right. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. So let's keep going. And that's what I'm doing. So that's why I got, uh, I got my dad to help me do the intro and the outro that I'm doing now. And that's why uh, I'm going to change it up in another couple of weeks. And that's why I'm going to keep changing it up. And I'm going to keep coming at you guys with new shit. And the titles are just going to get more and more obscure and obscene. So um, thank you for writing in, Mary. That's where I get my titles. That's why I do my titles. And thank you for saying they're hilarious because I also believe they're hilarious. And I try and take the funniest things I can find and title that for the episode. Okay, uh, Colleen, right? So this is that's two female viewers and uh, listeners in a row, by the way, which that's impressive. I had no idea I had so many female listeners. Um, Colleen writes, and this is actually the second time that a female has asked me this: is why am I not doing more jail stories? Uh, so uh, the last fan questions I told you, another female had wrote in, Patty, um, asking me the same thing. Um, so here's the thing about the jail stories, guys: is um, unfortunately a, a lot of the jail stories aren't funny so they're crazy like some of the shit i've seen is crazy but it's not funny so i'm kind of i'm kind of going for the comedy thing um some of the stuff i have uh the stories that i have in my brain that i can't drink away are kind of depressing so i don't know if i really want to tell a depressing story but what i will do is i will try and sprinkle in a little more jail when i can segue it in because I don't want to bring the spirit of the podcast down. I'm trying to make you guys laugh so that when you're driving and you're, you're listening to the pod and you're smiling and you're giggling to yourself like a little schoolgirl uh, and people are, are looking at you, you're not ashamed um, to, to smile because what, you're, I'm, what I'm giving you, you're enjoying. So I don't want to bring you guys down. I want to, get, I want to bring you guys up. I want you to smile and I want you to enjoy the pod. So... Um, but I'll do my best. I will try and sprinkle some more stuff in. I just gave you the option about five minutes ago to, for me to tell you some more jail stories on the 25th anniversary. So what I can do is I can sprinkle in a couple of funny and maybe a couple of weird and maybe a couple of crazy. I don't know. I'll, I'll try and figure it out. But if you guys vote for the jail, I will figure it out. So that is the answer to Colleen's question about the jail stories. And yes, trust me, I know. Working in a jail for 12 years, I saw a lot of, a lot of crazy shit. Um, so... Um, there is stories to be told. Okay, now we have someone named Levi or, or Levi, I, I don't know, L-A-V-I-E. They ask, 
Did Chris know who, uh, who called Mr. Nestle and why? And how did he react? Uh, so, so for those of you who don't know, I did an episode called uh, Calling or, uh, Killing Mr. Nestle, whereas uh, Tone called uh, the, the Nestle Crunch Bar guy on the back of the, the candy wrapper and threatened his life on multiple occasions and said his name was Chris, and Chris got arrested, but eventually released, but anyways, did have to go through a, a horrible ordeal for like 24 hours, 48 hours, whatever it was. Um, so uh, your question is, uh, did Chris know? Well, t Chris knew that it was one of us. Uh, Chris had known Tone longer than I had, so Chris knew that it was Tone, but no one ever admitted. He knew it was one of us. He thought it was Tone, but he didn't know who it was. We never actually admitted to it, because um, Chris was the kind of guy who would be a bitch, and he would constantly cry and whine, so if you told him exactly who did it, he would never, he was like a dog with a bone, he would never let that shit go, so nobody really wanted to talk to him. He just knew that it was one of us, and we just left it at that. Um, that's why also you, so you ask why didn't, uh, did he know and how did he react? Um, not good, not good. Uh, Chris did not enjoy his time. He did not enjoy getting his door kicked in. He did not enjoy his parents giving him shit. He did not enjoy paying for the door because he tried to make us pay for it. And we were like, yeah, that fucking, that's not going to happen. So, um, yeah, he didn't enjoy it at all. And, uh, it definitely put a dent in the friendship. But like I have said many times before about Chris, he was a horrible person to begin with and a snake, so losing him as a friend was basically like me kicking uh, kicking a, a loony in the sewer. It really means nothing to me, so goodbye, Chris. All right, next question. I got uh, Toronto Jamal, who is a, a big fan, writes many questions. Toronto Jamal writes, did Noof ever try and make, uh, uh, move back in with his father? Uh, you know what, Toronto Jamal? I don't know. I know we brought it up many times. We were like, you know what, Noof? Just bite the bullet, man. Go back and move in with your dad. You know, even if you hate it, because they didn't get along. I, apparently, they had physical fights all the time. Um, his dad was a big boy too, so that must have been just a, a, a disaster inside the house. Um, but we, we 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 tried, and he just wasn't willing, or he wasn't willing to talk about it. I don't know. But I do know that from the time he got kicked out uh, to the time that he went to the homeless shelter. I, I don't know if he ever asked his dad officially. He could have said he did, but you could also tell when Noof was lying because, like I said, his intelligence was somewhat low and he wasn't a good liar. So you could tell when Noof was like, when you'd ask him to do something like, yeah, let's go here, and he didn't want to go, and he'd make up some sort of horrible excuse, you knew uh, he just doesn't want to go because it was just so easy to read him. But I never knew if he actually officially asked his dad. If he did, obviously his dad rejected him. And if he didn't, it's because he didn't really want to move back in with dad. So that's what I know about Noof. You know, he was a very close guy. He didn't he didn't tell a lot about his life. Apparently he was very unhappy at home, which, um, you know, kind of makes the story even sadder. But, like, it happened 25 years ago, guys. So uh, enough with the name calling already. Nah, I'm just kidding. Call me names. I don't give a shit. Okay, um... Next question comes from somebody who writes in two questions, and their name is Trudeau is a scumbag. Um, is that your real name? Uh, you know, if it is your real name, how would you go about the whole name tag process? Are you writing uh, Trudeau comma or sorry scumbag comma Trudeau like last name comma first name, um, or are you just writing like scum comma bag? I don't know, but. Um, I don't think that's your real name. Anyways, Trudeau is a scumbag. Asked me two questions, both involving Noof. He asks, and I'm assuming it's a he, because women tend to have a little more class. 
Um, so this guy, I think, writes, how did Noof react to sleeping standing up? And the second question is, did Noof ever complain about the door being locked? Uh, the first question, um, Noof, uh, racking, sleeping, sleeping um, standing up. The thing about Noof is he didn't have a choice. So if he didn't sleep standing up, I mean, I guess he could have tried to curl into a ball on top of the boxes and lean it kind of like on a 45 against the Christmas tree. He could have done a few things. But remember, Noof was a big kid, 17 years old. He was a grown-ass man. So uh, he didn't really have much choice. And like I said, you couldn't take shit out of the locker room because there was nowhere to put it. If you had to put it in the aisle and someone had opened the door, you couldn't have opened the door because that shit would have been blocking the door. Um, so, I mean, I know I know, not a, not a lot of people are coming into a locker room at 3 in the morning, but it just seemed like Noof just didn't care. So when, when it came up and I unlocked the door and Noof got in and then I shut the door, he didn't really appear to care all that much as much as he just kind of like accepted what it was for what it was and went night nights. I, I mean, I don't know. I... I, I didn't really ask him because at this point it was it was that or nothing. So um, trust me, it, it was. I wish I got a picture of him sleeping standing up because it was friggin' hilarious. And uh, as far as the locking him in, Noof never said a thing. Never said a thing. Um, and to tie that into a question that's coming up from uh, Jamie, who Jamie wanted to know. Didn't, didn't Noof ever have to use the washroom, and what did you give him for food? So I'll, I'll answer both of those questions together um, as far as I can go, whereas did he ever complain about the door being locked? Nope, never said a word. So that ties into the bathroom, and maybe he had the bladder of, of all bladders. Maybe he stopped drinking any kind of liquid after 6 p.m. I don't know. But for the almost two weeks that he lived in my locker room, sleeping, standing up, not only did he never complain about the door being locked, he never pissed himself, he never asked for toilet paper. I'm like, thank God, because, you know, that shitting in the locker room would have been just the, the smell the next morning. Oh, you, you get it. Uh, so, yeah, I, he never complained about bathroom situation. And as for food, um, it was just a bag of chips, like a bag of chips. And I think like, he'd have a soda um, or a bag of popcorn and a soda. Or, um, you know, he was a big fucking, he was a big fan of soda. So, um, Noof was always drinking soda. Um, so, yeah, that's it. A bag of chips and a soda for the night. Okay, next question um, comes from uh, da, 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 Sexy Rexy. Uh, again, pretty sure that's not your last name or your real name. And Sexy Rexy wants to know how did how did girl uh, how did girl dump you after you smashed her windshield? So that story was obviously I put Derek in a wrestling move. Uh, the wrestling move went wrong. Instead of landing on the hood and damaging the hood like we planned, which still wasn't right. Uh, new, uh, sorry, Derek went through the windshield and landed on the front seat. Um, and I found out through asking many people, her name was Amanda. So it took three different people to ask for me to, for me to get that name because I didn't remember her name. Amanda, uh, she dumped me by um, basically the silent treatment. After we had to pay for the windshield, I had to give her the check from my mom. Derek gave the check from her mom, his mom. Um, that was the last I heard of her. After that, she would just walk by me in the hallway not say a word, no eye contact, no nothing. So it wasn't officially a breakup, so I guess we're kind of still together because she never actually broke up with me, and neither did I. So, um, yeah, that, that's basically what it was. So after you after you destroy a girl's windshield, um, you're pretty much you're pretty much saying that the relationship's over. I was kind of saying that when I decided to suplex Derek in the first place on the hood. I was basically saying, yeah, I want nothing to do with this relationship anymore. Let's just do something stupid. So it was kind of a mutual breakup. Let's go with mutual breakup. But there was no official, like, yeah, you're dumped. So that never happened. 
do you still drink hot sauce? And that is from Timmy. Uh, Timmy writes, do you still drink hot sauce? So there, Timmy. Um, uh, do I still drink hot sauce? No, Timmy. I actually never drank hot sauce. Um, that was a one-time thing. I, I use a lot of hot sauce to this day. Uh, but I do not drink it. I drank it the one time. I clearly learned my lesson. It was for $100. Sent me to the hospital. Uh, it sucked. Never do that again. Uh, as far as the hot sauce goes now, um, I'm still a huge fan of hot sauce. Unfortunately, the older I get, the less my body can take it. Um, actually, funny little sidebar here. Just this past weekend that went by, I was going to watch the UFC on Saturday night. Uh, I got a box of these new wings that came out. They're made by Pinties. They're called... Atomic Buffalo. Um, I didn't read the box when I picked them up. I knew they were coming out with new flavors, so I just I saw the box. I was like, "Yeah, I, I, I fucking I got these these wings finally." Threw them in the car, got them home. Then I see on the box it says they're boneless wings, which I'm not a big fan of. I think they're a fraud. They're not chicken wings if they're boneless. Nevertheless, I bought them. I cooked them up. Um, you can't. So that you're supposed to cook them for like 35 minutes. I think it was flipping once on both sides. You cannot leave these wings in there long enough for them to crispen up. They just don't crispen. They're they're in some sort of like torpedo like shape. They're not even like in a, like a nugget or whatever. So they're they're in like a torpedo shape, and you cannot. The consistency of these things is like eating a tofu wing. It's very weird. Anyways, I didn't enjoy the actual wing, but the sauce itself for a box of frozen wings. My good god, was that atomic buffalo sauce ever insanely hot? Uh, my wife tried one. And she thought I'd added my suicide sauce to it. And I just said, no, I, I, I didn't have to. This is this is crazy. Um, I was very impressed with the sauce itself. And um, the reason I say that over age, my, my, uh, my, my, the hot sauce isn't agreeing with me is because the next morning I have at least two, maybe three sessions of uh, uh, sitting down sessions of liquid fun all because of the hot sauce, and you know it's from the hot sauce because you can feel it burning when it comes out. I never had that shit when I was growing up, but the older I get, I'm getting it all the time now, and I'm starting to think it just isn't worth it anymore. So, oh, not to mention the fact that sometimes during the night when it's passing through my intestines now, because I, I, I really stupid who's suicide sauce, I can feel it passing through my intestines, and it wakes me up. So, I, I think I'm slowly, I'm 42, I think I'm slowly done with the hot sauce, or I'm getting there to that point. And the last questions I have is from Thomas. And Thomas asks, did Noof and Derek have similar experiences at the house that you did? So he wrote, that was his first question. And his sex question, second question is, were you Noof's only friend? So to answer the first question, uh, did Noof and Derek have similar experiences at the house? Uh, Noof did. Noof was very scared of that house. He did not like anything paranormal. He didn't like scary movies. He didn't like the dark. Uh, so Noof was very unhappy at that house and would tell me all the time that like after 6 p.m. he would close and lock the door and the only time he would open it was when Derek got off work and he was coming home. Uh, he wouldn't he wouldn't go to the washroom. Uh, so again, that just proves my bladder theory, right? If he didn't if he didn't piss at his house and he didn't piss at my locker room, the guy just must have had a super bladder. Or maybe he pissed in the sink. I, I, I don't know. Actually, I don't even think they had a sink. Actually, I know they didn't have a sink. So, uh, yeah, Noof was definitely afraid of that house. And um, I, I, I don't know. I'm assuming if, if things hadn't gone the way they had, Noof would have left that house anyways because he was so scared. Derek didn't care. Derek just, just laughed it off. So Derek did not have any experiences in that house other than the fact that he thought everyone was 
crazy weird. He agreed that at least one guy in that house was a pedophile or a sex offender. And he agreed with me that the guy I saw dragging the garbage bag was definitely some sort of serial killer. And the second part of the question was, uh, da, 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 was I Noof's only friend? I, I don't know why you're asking that, or maybe I, I just maybe I don't understand the context in which you're asking that. Um, I thought about that question. I'm thinking that maybe because in the stories that I've told you, I am Noof's confidant slash go-to friend. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know how to answer that. So what I will tell you is what I did say in the first episode of, of the debut of Noof was I was the first guy at the high school to actually interact with Noof. So maybe he took a shining to me more than everybody else because I was the first guy to kind of engage with him and I'm the one who brought him out and introduced him to Derek and uh, the wannabe gangsters and then on the other side were the Greeks um, and then I introduced him to some girls. So I, I, I introduced Noof around. So I guess in, in, a, in a weird way, kind of like a, a Robin Hood, Friar Tuck situation where I'm Robin Hood and he's Friar Tuck, or sorry, not Friar Tuck, Little John. Little John was what I meant there. You know, Little John was actually pretty massive and crazy tough and he protected Robin. Well, that's kind of what Noof was for me was, you know, I, I took Noof under my wing as far as the social aspect and he just protected me, I guess, as, even though he didn't really, I don't know, but that's the way it was. Whereas, you know, I did everything for Noof. Um, you know, I, I did love the guy and I'm sorry that things worked out the way they did, but no, I was not Noof's only friend. I was Noof's only good friend, which I say that in quotations, even though I got him arrested. But um, I didn't know things were going to work out the other way. Did they just? It, that's the way shit worked out. But no, I was not Noof's only friend. But I might have been his best friend and the guy he confided in because he didn't really confide in many people. So that's going to end it for today. As far as the fan questions, the episode ran a little bit longer than I thought it was going to. So um, that's great. Usually I give you guys between thirty-five and forty-five minutes worth of content. Today we are at just under forty-three minutes. So. I'm going to wrap it up for today because, like I said, I have a boatload of shit to do. So I will talk to you guys on Thursday. Hopefully, I will have some answers from you guys on what you would like me to do for episode number 25. And until then, enjoy the weather because today and tomorrow, which is Tuesday, are supposed to be fantastic. And then from Wednesday on, it's supposed to be horribly raining and dark and fucking depressing. So there's that. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for downloading and subscribing. Let's get a little bit more fan interaction on the Twitter and the Facebook, shall we? Other than that, enjoy the weather, enjoy your day, and I will talk to you on Thursday. Bye for now.